Hello and welcome to the Brentas Foundation podcast, where we throw light on some of the African continent's biggest and most pressing issues and leverage best practice, not just on what to do, but how to do it. I'm your host, Marie Noel Ngoglu, and it's a pleasure to share in this moment with you. If you're new here, welcome. It's nice to have you here. If you're a regular, hey, how's it going? So this is the podcast where I share a lot of the super interesting conversations I have with really cool people. I'm a firm believer and sharing ideas that shape and challenge the world as we know it. My hope is that these conversations where you get to be a fly on the wall start further and deeper conversations wherever you are and lead to the exploring of actions and ideas that actually work and make a difference. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Again, I'm Marie Noel and you're listening to the Brentas Foundation podcast. So on today's episode, I will be sharing a project I recently worked on. As part of my recent trip to Somaliland, I had the chance, along with other colleagues of course, to explore my content creation and media production capabilities, and honestly, I enjoyed it. The outcome of this is a short documentary, it's about 11 minutes long, and I think everyone must watch it. So there's more context around the Somaliland story and I will place a few links of past articles and discussion papers produced by the Brentus Foundation on Somaliland so you can read a bit about it. But very briefly, so Somaliland is an autonomous state in the Horn of Africa. In 1960, Somaliland was a British protectorate. It declared its independence and subsequently joined Somalia, which was initially under Italian uh, colonial rule. So given the instability and tyranny that Somaliland has experienced, under Mohamed Siad Barry's rule, they decided to reassert the autonomy, a decision that they are still paying for today, essentially. So Somalia is set on not recognizing Somaliland as an independent state and words international community fearing encouraging sort of dissidents and secessionist movements sort of caught in a self-inflicted diplomatic bind and choosing thus to turn some sort of a blind eye to Somaliland's plea for a recognized status and instead is propping up the government in Mogadishu. So in essence, the international community and a company band of donors really are rewarding failure in the south, in Somalia, ignoring success in the north, Somaliland. There's one thing I've learned about Somalilanders over the past, you know, several trips that I've been on and engaged with people on the ground about, and it's this, they will make their voice and their preference known, come what may. And this documentary highlights how Somaliland, in spite of the lack of international recognition, has become one of Africa's secret successes and why really Somaliland can serve as some sort of a model or at least teach us a lot of lessons around building states from the bottom up and internally. I think that's a lesson that a lot of African countries can take and learn from. So if you aren't able to watch the documentary, this is a substitute for you and I hope you enjoy it. 20 years ago, the port of Berbera in the Horn of Africa country of Somaliland told the story of a country at the bottom of a deep hole, ravaged by war and crimped in the pincers of the Cold War. Today, Berbera is the site of a stunning transformation. With nearly half a billion dollars of investment from DP World, it is transforming the port into a hub for East Africa. It's doing that because of private sector-led growth. It's doing that in spite of having no resources and being a very poor country. 
It's doing that because it's essentially embraced the private sector and the technology that it offers. Berbera services have improved fourfold in the last five years to 30 bed moves per hour and aimed at 100 in the next four years to place it alongside Djibouti and Mombasa as the continent's most efficient ports. Already, Berbera ranks 184th on the World Bank's port efficiency ranking. This is key to an objective to turn Berbera into the port of preference not just for import-hungry Ethiopia, the 120 million person, 1 million container market on its border, but as a transshipment hub for the region and into the Gulf of Eden. The Dubai investment in the harbor is complemented by a $90 million aid project led by the United Kingdom and the United Arab Emirates to rehabilitate the 270 kilometers from Berbera to Wajali, near the Ethiopian border town of Jijiga. The chaos that you see here at the border of Wachale between Somaliland and Ethiopia is about to change. Shortly, the road behind me, uh, the 16.4 kilometers, is about to be opened. And then beyond that, another 54 kilometers onto the capital of Somaliland and Hargeisa. The 200 kilometers from Hargeisa to the port of Berbera connecting the hinterland of the Horn of Africa to the coast and to major global trading routes has already been reconditioned and opened. Investing in infrastructure is key to economic growth and transformation, but that is only part of the story. Somaliland's story is one of a people determined to build their own country from the bottom up despite weak commitment from the international community. Its history shapes it profoundly. 30 years ago, Somaliland's elders met in Burao and Boroma to negotiate a peace agreement and rebuild Somaliland following a decade of renewal war with the Mohammed Siadbari regime in Mogadishu. Somaliland's peace has endured since 1991. Since then, the Somalilanders have stuck with the winning formula despite the absence of international recognition and the tepid democratic enthusiasm of much of the rest of the Horn of Africa. To imagine Somaliland's predicament due to non-recognition, think of it as a country under the world's toughest sanctions regime. Its borders are not recognized, nor are its passports. Its currency is not convertible. Its banking system is hampered by the absence of a SWIFT code. Its telephony by the lack of an international dialing code. Investors are deterred by fear of lack of diplomatic protection. In spite of all this, Somaliland is one of Africa's secret successes. The state is powered by a fervent commitment to peace and improved standards of living for its population, facilitated by internally generated funds and financial backing of its population and extensive diaspora. In 2022, the Brentes Foundation brought together a group of academics, political leaders, analysts, and civil society actors in Hargeisa, the capital of Somaliland, under the theme Building Peace and States in the Horn of Africa. A key question discussed is how African countries can manage relations with outsiders and how outsiders can better help African countries. The experience of aid elsewhere in Africa has been underwhelming. Over the past 30 years, donors have poured 1.2 trillion US dollars of development assistance into Africa. 
the figure that could conceivably be doubled if it included unofficial charitable giving. Instead of booming, Africa has become the site of the majority of the world's poor, where one in three Africans, some 420 million, live below the global poverty line. African countries, in essence, have very little to show for this money. This paltry record is one which Bobby Wine, Uganda's popular opposition leader, finds a colossal failure. The international community has failed to hold accountable the, those countries where it sends the aid, to hold them to account to the values, which values are clearly the factors that will make that aid useful to the people. Values like democracy, like the rule of law and respect for human rights. Without a doubt, the international community has preferred stability over democracy and that has not worked and it will certainly not work because the answer is democracy. When aid goes to democracies, democracy thrives. When aid goes to dictatorships, dictators thrive. John Steinhazen, leader of South Africa's main opposition party, has this to say about the role of outsiders in development. Stop backing the people who are the antithesis of those very values and principles. Far too often external actors want to default to a stabilization or some form of relationship between governments uh, and, and themselves. And it comes at the expense of real democracy. Seek out in those countries the people who are actually fighting for the values which you say you want to achieve on the continent and back them. The African Union has had challenges in addressing Africa's crisis of democracy and problematic regimes. Tendai Biti, a former Minister of Finance from Zimbabwe, has this to say about it. It's simple. Uh, a mosquito can never cure uh, malaria. So most of the actors in the AU are themselves authors of authoritarianism and dictators in their own countries, in their own domestic uh, jurisdictions. So to expect the same authoritarian tin pots to then enforce a democracy or a democratic deficit or failure in various different African countries, it won't happen and it can't happen. The lesson of outsiders in Somalia is one of constantly rewarding failure and in Somaliland of ignoring success. This is exactly the opposite to what donors and the international community should be doing. Based on the track record of external interventions in Somalia, um, the most important value that foreigners can bring to a situation is humility. So recognize that you don't have the answers, recognize that you don't bring the solutions, and in fact, um, adhere to the principle of do no harm. And if you can identify those that are making progress, then, then try to, try to support them. Uh, but that doesn't mean picking sides in a conflict or trying to tip the scales one way or the other. It means trying to support those who are working for peace. I think that builds on Somaliland's experience where Somalilanders made peace uh, on their own terms without external support. Um, but here the, the lesson is, is more of a negative one. It's that having built peace, having built a dem democratic system, having uh, reconstructed a, a country from ashes to you know, a functioning 21st century state, there is no sign of appreciation or engagement on the part of the international community. It has been said about peace building in neighboring Somalia that it is like a piece of paper dangled on a fish hook in a pool of donors hoping that someone would bite on it. In this way, 
Peace building is an exercise in rent-seeking by opportunistic local actors. External support in African conflicts can be made a straightforward cynical calculation according to narrow donor interest, whether these be about alliance building, stability, or helping one group or another to stay in power. There is therefore an imperative for local ownership and a plan that outsiders can support with resources. The process of peace, like development, is defined by the ability to work together. Any successful strategy has to recognize limits to the role of outsiders, along with the role they must play in changing the local incentive structures. Somaliland's success has been founded on a healthy combination of principle and pragmatism. Unlike the process in neighboring Somalia, one driven organically from the bottom-up rather than by international sponsors. The lessons from Somaliland are widely transferable to an African context. Current President Musebi Abdi reflects on the role and importance of peace in building states. Peace is the foundation upon which state building and economic development are anchored. Homegrown peace and national reconciliation at the grassroots level is more sustainable than internationally driven imposing peace. Somaliland shows that peace cannot be built by outsiders, no matter their good intentions. As a general rule, outsiders need to aim to do no harm and aim to provide a conducive environment in which local actors can operate. Recognizing Somaliland, for one, would reinforce its remarkable and lonely success in a troubled region and would be an investment in African stability. Failure to do so and to continue to invest more in troubled, unstable countries in its region is a bet on the wrong side of history. All right, that's all for today. As mentioned, it's a great documentary, if I do say so myself. And if you enjoyed this, imagine how stimulated your brain will be when you see the video. Also, I think the message is so poignant and important that it makes sense to hear it again. So click the link in the description bar or box of this episode and watch the video. I will, of course, accept felicitations by you sharing this with other people and pushing the conversation and narrative further around sort of these success stories or these success cases on the African continent in terms of governance and state building. As always, don't forget to subscribe to our channel to be kept updated on conversations such as this. And do check out other episodes if you're new to this channel. It's a gold mine here, so you will find others that you'll enjoy and that's for sure. As always, my name is Marie Noel and it's a pleasure to share this time with you. Thanks for tuning in. In and until next time, stay safe. <laughs>